On today's episode of Life with Hula, I share with you my Memorial Day weekend, which includes why we should continue to have more three-day weekends, also why it was a great idea for me to get a vasectomy, also what the heck is the MRF and why did I do it over the weekend, and what deliciousness did I eat during the Memorial Day holiday. All this and more coming up on today's episode, season 10, episode number 40 of Life with Hula, the podcast, starting right now. Happy Tuesday, the day after Memorial Day weekend. Did you guys survive? Everybody doing well? Welcome to another episode, season 40. No, season 10, episode 40. Wow, season 40 would be a lot. But season 10, episode 40 of Life with Hula, the podcast. My name is Hula, and you've made it to my podcast. If you don't know who I am, I'm a former radio personality here in San Diego, turned podcaster. I was so used to just sharing my stories about my crazy life that I have continued doing so in this podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you are a new listener to the show, I would appreciate you following this the show. You can subscribe to this podcast by going to any podcast platform you listen to podcasts from and searching for Life with Hula. I'm on iHeartRadio, Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Just search for Life with Hula. You can also follow me on social media, facebook.com slash lifewithhula or any other social media platform. I am on um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Clubhouse, Clapper, and uh, yeah, uh, where else? So many different po- <laughs> different types of social media platforms. You can follow me personally, Hula SD. It's H-U-L-A-S-D. And lastly, you can vote for this podcast, podcastmagazine.com slash hot 50. That's podcastmagazine.com slash hot 50. Whew, what a weekend we had. I got to tell you, I I think we need more of them. I know we get them when it comes to like, you know, in January, there's usually, or no, it's February. Usually there's like a President's Day because in January, sometimes it's always like New Year's Day kind of forms the three-day holiday. Um, but like I said, February, it's always President's Day weekend. Um, nothing really in March or April. Um, but when May rolls around, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's the kickoff to summer. It's also our first three-day week weekend in a long time. Um, and then you don't really have one again until like unless July 4th lands on a, a weekend um, or even, you know, not until Labor Day. But I think as a society, we need to have more three-day weekends, like at least once a month. Like no lie. We need them. I need them. I need to recharge. I, I definitely enjoyed the heck out of this three-day weekend. And to be honest with you, I didn't do very much. Like we didn't leave the house as one might expect with my family because we do tend to do a lot of things, but we have so many things geared up. I mean, literally last weekend, my wife and I, went to Bakersfield for a wedding, and we got to enjoy Bakersfield. And this weekend coming up, the first weekend of June, we are going to meet up with some cousins that we haven't seen in over like two years. We've seen in Zoom. We saw some of them during the camping trip that we took in October, but we haven't seen everybody together. And including like grandparents and grand, you know, like all my aunts and uncles. And we're going to do that for the first time. Majority of us, I think all of us for the most part are vaccined. And so that's not a word, vaccinated. That's what I'm trying to say. 
Um, most of us are vaccinated. And, well, all of us are vaccinated, and we're getting together this Saturday to kind of come together and see each other and give each other hugs and and just love on each other. Like, it's it's just so great to be able to see one another again and hug all of our family members. It's been too long. And as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, my cousins are not my cousins. They are, are very much my siblings. They're, they're very much my I grew up with them all the time. We're constantly together. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm always with my cousins. Even though they live in Orange County, my family lives in San Diego. We we're just we love getting together. And so we are going to get together this Saturday. And then Sunday is my brother's birthday. My younger brother, Irwin, and he is turning 45. Yeah, 45. And uh, we're going to have a little pool party at my sister's house and see the new baby. Uh, my sister had a baby, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, and that's going to be a thing this weekend. So, yeah, this weekend we're totally booked. The weekend after that we're doing the San Diego County Fair. Um, the weekend after that I think we're going to do Aquatica, which is a water theme park here in San Diego. Um, like literally every weekend we have something going on from this point moving forward. Like summer's here. And we have basically an established a established a a kind of weekend getaway every weekend with the family. So I know it sounds like a lot. It is a lot, but we that's why we need more three day weekends. Because <laughs> um, it was relaxing just to not really do much of leaving the house. Um, we did leave the house a couple times. Um, on well not really on saturday so my brother erwin and his wife went to a graduation and so they asked if they can leave their uh, children with us and i said sure yeah let's do it we're here we're home we're not doing any we have no major plans so he brought his kids over and they went to the graduation which is up here in northern san diego where i live and it's called escondido and so they were doing that and my nephew and niece were in the house so it's my nephew my niece my daughters so four children can i just tell you i'm surprised that i'm turning into my father like i let's say i'm not like i have ocd but i'm not like a neat 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 freak like not at all not really but as i'm getting older i realize like i like to keep things tidy i mean honestly if you look in the room i'm in right now it is not tidy at all it's like very, very cluttered. But while the kids were there, there was like four kids now, there's toys being thrown everywhere. There's stickers being placed on tables. There were sticky hands. There were fighting. There were food being thrown. There were yelling, screaming. Um, a lot of that action was happening, and it was between four kids. Can I just tell you, at the end of the night, like I love my kids and I love my brother's kids, but I am so glad that my wife and I only had two kids and then I have a vasectomy because, yeah, early on, I don't know if I've said it in a podcast. I might have. When my wife and I first met, we went over the whole like, you know, how many kids would you want when you get married and stuff? And we both said four. We both literally said four because we both come from families of four. I'm the oldest of four. Yoli, my wife, is the youngest of four. So we thought four is a perfect – and we didn't care like boy or girl. I mean, ideally, I would have loved to have some boys, but that was not in the cards for me. Um, didn't produce any boys. But, you know, if I had four girls, I had four girls. Um, but that's what we wanted. We wanted four. 
after my second one was born, I was just like, you know what? I'm pretty tired. <laughs> I'm pretty exhausted. And now to have these, uh, you know, it just, it, I guess it was strengthened. The, the whole idea was uh, kind of uh, confirmed that two was a good choice to stop at because when we had the four in the house, my goodness, at the end of the day, our house was just, I mean, whatever. It's like I said, I'm, we don't keep a really clean house. We, it's a, it's a lived in house. It's definitely not a, like a show house where, you know, you come in and you're like, Ooh, your house is so clean. No, we always say, Hey, our house is lived in. We'll clean it up as best as we can. Um, sorry. That's just, you know, we're going to mess it up anyways. We're going to vacuum and all that kind of stuff. But it's definitely a lived-in house. If you have kids, you know what I mean by a lived-in house. It looks like somebody lives there, not like a showroom. So, um, yeah. So after watching my brother's kids, like I'm like, cool. I'm good that we had the two. Like so good. Like I said, love my my siblings' kids, but like at the end of the day, they left, and then I had my two little ones, and I still was cleaning the house up. I mean, that's kind of what we did all weekend long is really cleaned our house. Um, like I said, we just chilled at home for the most part on Sunday. You know, we ate a lot of delicious food. Um, I'm trying to think on Saturday. Yeah, you know, we had our traditional, <laughs> not traditional. We had like Panda Express. And then on Saturday or Sunday after church, we went to church in the morning. And then we had like Wingstop, which is here in San Diego by my house. If you've never had a Wingstop, it's a delicious chicken. Um, we uh, had some boba. You know, like I said, Sunday was just kind of there. We did watch some really awesome shows on TV. Um, if you've never, like we watched this sh uh, movie, it, it's, uh, gosh, what is it called? Uh, not Good Dog. Um, what is it? Dog Gone Trouble. Dog Gone Trouble. Um, it's with Big Sean and Snoop is in it and Wilder Valderrama. It's about a dog that, and Betty White's in it. Um, this woman who was rich, she had this dog named Trouble, and she loved the dog while well, she passed on early in the movie. And so um, the the her riches were going to go to, I think it's her niece and nephew, but the thing was is they had to take care of the dog, and the dog had to, like, like had a couple weeks to really get to know the owners while well, they lost the dog. So they lost the dog, and uh, they had to go find the dog. And so that's kind of – it's on Netflix if you haven't seen it yet. It's really good. It's a cute little movie. Um, we also watched Yes Day. If you haven't seen Yes Day, it's a really great movie. stars uh, Jessica – no, it stars Jessica Garner um, and then this uh, gentleman – what was his name? Pablo Ramirez. I can't remember the actor's name. But great movie. Like definitely something I think I want to do with my kids like maybe once a month. It's called Yes Day. And the, the concept behind the movie is that every parent should have a yes day for their kids where for 24 hours straight, they will say yes to everything the kid asks for. The only – there are rules like you can't ask for future things. Like you can't be like, oh, can I go to this concert in two weeks? Because technically the parents are supposed to say yes, but, you know, that's a future event. Or can I have a dog? You can't say yes because – you know, it's a future, well, I guess it's not really a future event, but I don't know. There was, there's certain rules that they had applied in the movie. Like you can't harm people. You can't ask for future things. 
Um, so there was all these rules that were laid down, but it was 24 hours of just saying yes. And it was such a cute little movie um, that I thought we could do that with our family. Like, I think we can definitely do that with my kids right now. But then again, I give them everything that they want. It's not that I spoil them, but I do. Um, but yeah, no, it was a really, really cute little movie. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix too. You should go watch it. Um, such a, a good concept for an idea um, that I kind of want to do. Like I kind of want to do a yes day for my kids. Like maybe once every six months, maybe. I don't know. We'll figure out the uh, the rules and stipulations on that. And then uh, Monday was a Memorial Day, and that's a day to remember. Yesterday we remembered those who we've lost. And I don't know if I talked about this on Friday, but um, a dear friend of mine from high school, uh, I I uh, uh, met him in high school in the marching band. And his name's he was his name was Scott Pruitt. And when we graduated high school, he went on to the military ended up joining the Marines. Um, and then he had kids who lived here in San Diego. Him, uh, He ended up getting divorced from his wife and his kids still lived in San Diego. So he would always visit San Diego. And every time he visit, he made a point to text me or call me and be like, hey, Hula, let's meet up for like a dinner or whatever. And we, we met up a couple, you know, every time he came down, we met up. I made it a point to meet up with him. And just talk about life in general. And um, unfortunately, back in 2012, I got the news that he was in Afghanistan and he was in a military vehicle and he was basically ambushed. Um, There was um, some people running towards him. I don't know the full details about it, but from what I remember, there was somebody rushing towards him and it was like either shopping cart or some sort of wagon or some sort of um, cart that was being pushed towards their vehicle. And he didn't think anything of it because he was in a big military vehicle. And when somebody's running at you with like a shopping cart looking thing, you're like, well, I'm in this big vehicle. Well, little did they know that this shopping cart had a bomb. And once it hit the vehicle, it exploded the vehicle. And unfortunately, my... My friend Scott had lost his life, and um, it's so crazy because when I had gotten the news, I literally took a picture of him and his daughters here in San Diego. Like It was during the time that I was trying to do this whole photography business, and he had asked me if he could take photos with him and his kids, which I was happy to do for free, like no questions asked, and um, come to find out. Months later, he'd passed. And so yesterday, you know, was a, it was a pretty tough day. It, it, I, I always remember him on, on Memorial Day. It's just something I do. And, and I, uh, yeah, I just, uh, that's what you do. You know, you remember those who we have lost um, that have served our country. So that's what I did Memorial Day. But there was also something I did which I've never done before. I vowed um so here's the thing. If you have if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I've been on this whole workout regimen, losing weight, whatever. Um while well, I joined this gym and it's really gotten to the point where I used to say I was going to work out 4 days a week. Well, the 4 days turned into 5 days and now it's turned into 6 days. And it's Escondido boot camp. Um and it's great. I love it. 
But it was funny because when Memorial Day came, they said they were going to have classes in 8.15 and 9.15. And I was like, I can take whichever class because I don't work on Monday. So I ended up taking the 9.15 class because that was the only open spots. But on Facebook, there was something on the Facebook um, that I saw for Monday that said 8.15, 9.15, Murph. I'll be honest, had no idea what that meant. I was just like, Murph? What the heck is Murph? Didn't know what that meant until I showed up for class yesterday. I walk in and I see the big board and the class is not, the the gym isn't set up like it's normally set up with all the equipment and then there's different intervals that you do and there's like chalkboard, not like marker boards that you see that tell you your exercises and how many you do. Just you looked at the big board and you saw the word Murph. No idea what the Murph was. Well, come to find out, it's a CrossFit thing. So what happens is every Memorial Day, um, people do the Murph uh, challenge. It's a hero workout named after Navy Lieutenant Michael Murphy. Um, he was a CrossFit coach at Neo Fifth in New York, and it's one of the most difficult workouts you'll ever do. Most hero workouts generally are. But they're not only physically challenging, but they're also mentally challenging. And most CrossFit, CrossFit gyms around the world perform the Murph on, challenge on Memorial Day. Um, as uh, Lieutenant Navy Lieutenant Michael Murphy, I believe, has passed. And so that's why they do it in honor of him. But I didn't know what this was about, to be really honest with you. Had no clue what the Murphy challenge was, uh, or the Murph until I found out what it was. So I see on the big board that the Murph challenge or the workout consists of one mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and another one mile run, all done consecutively. Um, the most challenging part about it is basically the whole thing, but um, the Murphy challenge usually is done with like a 20 pounded weighted vest, which we didn't do. We're not that crazy. Um, but we had to do it within half an hour. It was modified for us a little bit because we had the smaller time limit and um, the fact that there was a lot to do. But like, for example, for me, like I can't do 100 straight pull-ups. There's just no way. Um, but they have like resistance bands at the gym that I work out at that help aid with doing a pull-up. And also if, um, for example, they have like these uh, pull-up rings. If I couldn't do a pull-up, I can do that. Um, also push-ups, if I couldn't do, um, the 200 push-ups, I could do chest press, um, or I could do, um, you know, just like I said, modified workout. I got to tell you, it's intense. It's insane. Um, insane in a good way, but I completed it. I was surprised that I was because to be honest with you, we did the first mile and I was like, are you kidding me right now? Can I do this right now? And it's definitely head game. Like your brain is really going like, can this be accomplished? Can I do this? At the very beginning, I was like fearful, like, oh my gosh, am I going to run? Like I hate running. That's the one thing I don't like about exercise is running. And surprise, surprise, I did it. I ran, you guys. I ran like my like you would never have imagined. Like I never have imagined. Like honestly, especially during this the last run, the, the second one, um I thought, "Oh, I'm going to walk it because I am exhausted, I'm gassed." 
at this point, you know, my body's like, what the heck are you doing to me right now? So the first lap I did, I was fine. Like I did a lap. I, I jogged it. The second time I walked it fast because I was like, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm gassed. Like, how can I do, um, you know, six more, seven more laps around this little island thing in this parking lot that we we're running in? And then out of nowhere, uh, another, you know, person that works out with me in the mornings came up to me like she was starting her first like set. And she was running and I thought, you know what? She's gonna motivate me to run because I'm walking right now. I'm gonna jog along with her. So I started jogging along with her. As I started jogging along with her, I realized I was keeping up. And I was like, wait a minute, this is weird because I'm I'm about one lap ahead of her. Like I had gotten there a little bit earlier. And it was also weird because she's, if you were to look at her, she's very physically fit. Um, but I noticed something quite interesting is she was gassed. You could tell she was slowing down. She was, uh, you know, doing, she pushed herself, definitely pushed herself. But she was, you could tell she was getting exhausted. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, during that third lap, I got this like weird adrenaline kick, which never happens. And I just went for it. And I was just like, I ended up leaving her. I mean, not leaving her, but like just running more faster. Um, and I completed my eight laps around the parking lot. Shocked myself. Really, really surprised myself. Um, not going to lie. I, I did complete the whole thing. Like I said, with modifications, not going to say that I did all 200 push-ups. I'm not going to do, you know, I didn't do... Um, 300 squats they were all modified exercises which helped aid me but I you know did as much as I could within the modifications so I completed it I have to tell you the rest of the day yesterday like I was just like scrambled eggs I was just done I was gassed I was tired I was sleepy I drank probably two cups of coffee I was exhausted so exhausted like for memorial day weekend the the day we i made um pulled pork sandwiches a little coleslaw um with some elote some corn mexican street corn i ate that and i felt so tired like exhaustion hit and all day i had been feeling exhausted so i definitely got my workout in on a monday um and they were it was funny because they were all like yeah, we could, we should do this like once a month. And I was like, yeah, we can do this maybe like once every six months. But um, definitely surprised myself. I will tell you that. It was tough. It was hard mentally. At the beginning, it was mentally hard for me, but then I got over that. Um, and then towards the end, it was it got mental. And um, I pushed myself, and I'm pretty proud of myself. Didn't see it as a loss. Didn't see it as modifications. I saw it as like I completed it, which I feel like I did. Like I said, there's modifications, but I felt like I completed as best as I could and uh, pretty proud of myself. I will say that. I'm just impressed with the fact that I ran, like literally ran. You had to do a total of 16 laps around this parking lot area. I did all 16. Granted, I walked maybe one or two of them, one, one lap, but I completed all 16. So yeah, I feel great. I'm, I'm now. I'm a little more tired and uh, working out in the morning, but 
as I say tired, I'm going to start to yawn right now. So I apologize. But yeah, no, that's what I did uh, for my Memorial Day, um, along with eating like pulled pork sandwiches. But uh, yeah, that was that's my weekend. That's what that's kind of what happened. And now gearing up for a, a nice short, I hope short four day week um, into the weekend where we're going to go more into family stuff. Um, so I'm excited, very, very excited to uh, just continue on this whole weight loss journey. Um, I will say I'm getting a little bit fearful because I am gaining more weight back and it's because I'm eating a lot more because I just feel hungry all the time. I just need to control myself there. I need to eat foods that will keep me full. So I need to work on that. That's my next goal is just to work on the foods that will help me um, – to help me lose, you know, like fat, fat, you know, that kind of stuff. So that was my weekend. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. I hope you all did something fun over the holiday or, you know, remembered those that have, uh, we've lost in the military and those who, uh, who have served. And I hope you guys all have an amazing summer coming up geared for everybody. Um, cause I know I do, but yeah, that's, I'm, I'm excited for, for it all. So I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you guys t- so much for tuning into, uh, episode number 40, season 10 of life with Hula, the podcast. Um, if you do want to vote for this podcast, just go to podcastmagazine.com slash hot 50 podcastmagazine.com slash hot 50. You can also follow me on social media, um, Hula SD, H-U-L-A-S-D on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Clubhouse, Clapper. You can also go uh, follow my other podcast. I have Asian Voices Radio podcast, which does come out today. And today's podcast is great because even though it's geared to the Asian community, we are talking about COVID. Everything about the coronavirus and COVID and the vaccines. If you want to know, I talked to uh, Dr. Paul Song, who is actually uh, married to Lisa Ling. You know, the famous journalist who was on The View and stuff. That's who I spoke to. Um, at Asian Voices Radio Podcast. And you can also follow my uh, podcast, um, uh, our Disney podcast, Leader of the Club podcast. Uh, We talk about some Disney news. So check that out as well. So yeah, lots of things going on um, with me. Just check out all the podcasts and all of the uh, different things we've got going on as well. Um, Other than that, you guys are awesome, incredible. Uh, Happy June 1st. Uh, Hope you guys, like I said, have big plans and I will catch you on tomorrow's episode of Life with Hula, the podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.